I, I want you to listen to what the Bible says in Psalm chapter 84, 11. Psalm 84, 11 says this. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield, and the Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing, say no good thing, no good. will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Look at somebody and say, nothing good, nothing good. will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Listen to this, Psalms 100 verse 5. For the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting and truth endures to all generation. Look at someone and say, for the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting and his truth will endure to all generations. Let's look at Psalms 106 verse 1. Praise ye the Lord. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. For he is good. And his mercy endureth forever. For the Lord is good. Just say that out loud like you mean it. For the Lord is good. Oh, I think we can say it a little better than that. I think something can rise up on the inside. Look, just say it like you mean it. Say it like we realize it. The Lord is good. Get a revelation this morning. The Lord is good. For the Lord is good. For the Lord is good. Now listen, this first Chronicles 16 and 8 says this. Give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon his name. And make known his deeds among the people. Make known his deeds among the people. Listen to Psalm 89, verse 1. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. With my mouth, I will make known thy faithfulness to all generations. The Lord is good. The Lord is good. I want you to say this like you mean it. Now just listen to me. This is one of them things you'd heard from me for years if you've come to Family Worship Center. Devil bad. God good. I'm going to let that sink in. This, but I want that to just generate... Just to, just to work on the inside of you for just a minute. The devil is bad. And God is good. There, there is no more distinct difference between the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light than we can find in John 10.10. 10. 
It, it doesn't get any more defined and any more clear. It is not more explained. There is no greater explanation to the difference between the kingdom of death and the kingdom of life. Between the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light. And here's what it says. That the devil or the thief came to steal. So if things in your life, dreams in your life, things that are going on in your life, things that you're experiencing are stealing from you, thieving from you, taking from you, and destroying from you. The thief came to steal. We know without a shadow of a doubt where the thievery comes from, don't we? We know, we, without any reservation, you and I should know that the devil is the one stealing from our life. Look at somebody and say, he's a thief. You got to do it if you're here. You got to do it. I got to hear everybody. Look at somebody and say, he's a thief. Came to kill. If dreams are dying in your life, if your finances look like death, if your health is not well, if, if death is the horizon, then we know through this scripture, we know through the word of God that the devil is the author, that the devil is the one that came to steal and to kill. And he's a killer. Look at somebody say, the devil's a killer. Y'all want to say that a little more emphatic. Y'all about as quiet as a mouse today. Look at somebody and say, the devil's a killer. And then say this, not God. Not God. The devil's a killer. And a destroyer. See, if there's things in your life that it looks like something's coming to destroy them and tear them down and wreak havoc in your life, if today your peace has been stolen and you have been, you've seen that you have no peace, you have no joy, and your mind is in turmoil, and it is a destructive thing, and there's destructive thoughts, and somebody's come to destroy you on your job or destroy your marriage. If somebody came in and invaded your marriage, if your mother-in-law said too much and shouldn't have. Somebody ought to say amen to that one now. If your sister, no, I shouldn't go there either. Amen. Listen to me. If it's destructive, the Bible says the thief came to kill us. The thief came to, to steal from us. And he came to destroy us. He's the author of these things. Not God. Not God. God didn't come to do any of those things. Somebody say amen. amen. None of them. And then it goes on to say this, the favorite part of the verse. I may know that the devil came to steal from me. And I may know that he came to, to, to kill me. And I may know that he came to destroy me. And the things of my life. Realize that's not just kill, steal, and destroy. But more than that. Look at the broader picture. And realize that anything destructive in your life. Anything that has come to kill in your life. Or steal from your life. Is never God but the devil. And here's what it says. I love this. But Jesus. Somebody look and say, but Jesus. But Jesus. 
Don't ever get it confused. Don't ever get uh, dismantled with the idea that God is the author of anything negative in your life. The Bible says every good gift and every perfect gift comes from the Father of lights with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. If it's good, it's from God. If it's good, it's from God. If it was good, it was from God. If it wasn't good, it wasn't from God. God didn't bring it. God didn't author it. God didn't authorize it. God didn't allow it. God didn't project it. God didn't see through it. God is the one who brings us life. And he came not only to bring me life, but he came to bring me life more abundantly. It's not just a good life, but beyond the good life. He came to give me life beyond the good life. Oh, somebody shout amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Don't you come and tell me God did it. Don't you come and tell I done been ruined. I already found out that the goodness of God leads men to repentance. I found out that God is good all the time and that all the time that God is good. That he'll never cause me nor he'll cause my foot to stumble. I found out that God is a God of loving kindness and tender mercies. I found out I've already found out that God is full of mercy and full of strength and full of everything. He he came to bring peace beyond peace. He came to bring me joy beyond joy. He came to lift my head up when I'm down. He came to pick me up. I coach basketball. I'm a good coach. I teach all the, I, I don't just want to win. I want to win. If you know me, I want to win. I don't believe in this no score game thing. I want to score and I want to know did we win. I guess being a Christian, you know, we know what the book said. And the Bible says that he gave me the victory that I have overcome the devil. So I see, I understand winning. I understand, see, there's no losing in Jesus. You don't lose. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory today is mine. I want to win. And so I'm pretty, pretty energetic in my coaching. And I'm pretty enthusiastic in my coaching. I mean, in, uh, during the games, I, I, I'm pretty enthusiastic. So my wife says to me after, she says, I wish I had a video <laughs> to show you what you look like. I'm jumping up and down on the sidelines and all this. I, I don't think any other coaches do. But I'm having the best time. I, honestly, I'll tell you, not one bad thought's gone through my mind. I never really cared if the kid missed a shot or double dribbled or whatever he did. I'm not scrunching my face because I'm mad at him. I wish he hadn't done that. For him, not for me, because we could use that. You know what I'm saying? And then I argued a little bit with the referees yesterday. I got gypped. I got gypped, man. Did I get gypped? I'm sure the other team didn't think so, but I thought so. <laughs> and in my evaluation of my coach, you know, I'm, I, I know uh, I've tried to change. It's just not going to happen. It's just the way that I am. We hadn't lost but two games all year, and we lost both of them to the same team. 
The first game, they lost. Tw I wasn't there now. I wasn't there. Another guy was there. They lost by 23 points. And when I heard that, I thought, if we get them again, if we get them again, I'm telling you, we're going to show up. And, you know, so we got them yesterday. And we got out there. And I, so we ended up losing. But like I said, I got gypped. I was jumping up and down on the sidelines. I was now, if you were on the other side or you were somewhere you didn't know me, I wonder what you'd have said about me. Just being real now, just being real, you know what I'm trying to say. I wonder what the evaluation of me would have been. You, you know what I'm trying to say. I know my wife knows me, you y'all know, know me. You know that I, I love them kids. Those kids know that I love them. They, 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 well, listen, I walk in the gym, they run up to me. They love my coaching style because I'm in it with them. You know what I'm saying? I'm that, you know, I mean, that's not everybody's cup of tea. But if you know me, if you know me, if you know me, you know, but you know, you could make a decision to, dis, you know, let's say you, you do know me and you have a relationship with me and you decide to, 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 to describe me. You could either give me accolades. You could either. Both are available. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You, you could make it sound like I was the best coach that ever existed. He is so enthusiastic. He is so energetic. He is so into the game. He's so, I mean, you could just think of all the things you could say about me. Then if you wanted to, you could write it another way. He yells all the time. He's always got an angry face. Is this right or isn't it? So I am sitting there watching this television program. In light of these scriptures, I want you to think. And the Lord said to me, he making me look good. It's a big time preacher. I've always somewhat, you know, you always, you look at these guys, you don't envy them and you're not jealous, but you wish. Have you ever looked across the chasm of time, looked at other people's lives and you thought, how come? Oh, come on. Y'all know yet. Don't be looking at me like that. Everybody look like y'all holier than me. You ain't. Let's be real about it. You looked at somebody that got the promotion. You thought, my God, why? What in, I mean, they didn't deserve that promotion. Why would they? When the Lord said that to me on the couch, I got a revelation from heaven. God said, he making me look good. That's about how I got it too. He making me look good. Everything he said was good. And the Lord told me, this is what I got from that. You want to be that? Then make me. Come on, Pastor. Oh. <laughs> and the Lord helped me to see something. You know, as born-again believers, that it is our job. It's our job to make God look good. Your job is to make God look good. When you're out in the marketplace and you know Jesus, you ought to make God look good. When you get there and you clock in, were you late? No, that don't make God look good. When, you are, when you're looking at your finances, the Bible said the blessings of the Lord make rich and add no sorrow thereto. And it's because God wants to look good. 
God wants to use you to look good. He wants to use your mouth to look good. He wants to use everything in your life so that he can look good because it is the goodness of God that causes men to repent. It is not negative talk. It is not destructive words. You know, the thing is, this is God's church. Are you making God look good? When you sow your time to, when you're at the restaurant and you're talking about God and you're talking about the preacher and you're talking about your church, are you making God look good? I'm preaching real good. I, I got a word from heaven this morning. He make me look good. You know, when we talk to other people, when we go into the world, they ought to see a person that God has redeemed from destruction, whose life has been picked up from the miry clay, who was under the hand of destruction. But Jesus reached down into the miry clay and into the muck of your sin and into the disturbance of your life. He reached his hand down and he picked you up. Not, it's so he can look good. When we think about what God has done for us, just a few things God, I just wrote down in some notes. This is just a few things I wrote down in some notes. Listen to this. When we talk about God, what impression do we give? What is the impression that you give when you're discussing God with your mouth? What does your mouth indicate? When you talk about sickness and disease, are you making God look good? Are you talking about a God who heals and delivers and sets free and that I'm receiving a healing from a heavenly father? Or do you discuss what the devil does, the thief that comes to steal, kill, and destroy? Is your mouth on one side of the river or is your mouth on the other? The Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Which side are you on with your discussion? How do you make God look when you talk about him? If, you, if it was you, how would you want somebody to describe you? When you think about God, how do you describe God with your life? How do you describe God with your finances? How do you describe God with your attitude? I mean, a God full of loving kindness, tender mercies. He is the ultimate forgiver and the ultimate who forgets. When you talk about him, when you live your life, are you a forgiver? Are you a peacemaker? Are you the one who brings joy? Are you the one who brings happiness? Are you the one that helps fulfill others' dreams? Are you the one? Think about what God does. He brings to pass the dreams of your life. Do you help bring to pass the dreams of others? How do you represent God? What kind of God do you serve? Do you, do you serve one that is bitter? No, God is not bitter. He is long patient and loves the precious fruit of the earth. No matter how bad a sinner was, no matter how messed up you were, no matter how deep you went, no matter how far from the cross you got, no matter what you did, he will reach through the darkest chasms. He will reach through the deepest sins and the furthest places of this life to reach out for somebody that he loves. Is that you? He makes me look good. Think about what you say. Think about what you do. Do you make God look good? And every day you ought to be thinking, am I making God look good? Would somebody want to serve him? Would somebody want to know him based on what I said? Would somebody want to go to my church the way I act? Would somebody be faithful? 
the way I'm faithful. He's a faithful God. Look at somebody and say, God is faithful. He's ever present. How are you making God look? When you think about, think about making God look good, how, how would you want people to describe you? And listen to this. The last thing I want to put on the table this morning is do we show appreciation, gratitude, and thankfulness? Do we show appreciation, gratitude, and thankfulness? There is nothing worse in life than to do something for somebody. Be on this side of the doing. You gave them something that cost you something. They may not have thought it cost you something, but you reached out with love and tender mercy. And you went out in compassion and helped somebody. Y'all ever been there? Y'all ever did? Somebody in this room, I know you've done it. You cooked them a meal when they didn't have nothing. You paid a bill when they didn't have the money to pay it. You put them up when they were down. And you, held, you, you made a room available when they didn't have a room. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Could even be a family member. And then they didn't appreciate it. Have y'all ever been there? They didn't appreciate it. There is, I, I tell you, there's nothing more aggravating. You just want to go to them and say, don't you know what that cost me? Don't you know what I had to give up to give you that? Come on now, somebody been in this room, been done, done that. And they don't even thank you for it? You got to work that out when somebody didn't pay you back. Oh. Oh, you got to work that out. You got to get it right with God. You know what I'm talking about? You just want to go let them know how you feel. And when I think about the goodness of God and all he's done for me, it makes me want to shout, 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 shout all night. It makes me want to dance 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 some people don't know what he did some people don't really absolutely they they really have not come to the point to realize the depth at which jesus came that god gave his only you think the dollar you gave or the car you gave away or the ride that you gave somebody or the pat on the back or the job you helped them get even comes close to giving up your only begotten son so that anybody that would believe on him would not perish but have everlasting life. And you think about what he did. I mean, somewhere along the way, they ought to be just a little bit of gratitude, just a little bit of thank you, Jesus, just a little bit of I'm so grateful, God. Thank you, God. God, where would I be without the Lord? Sometimes we think we're giving God something. I've, I've seen people at church, they think they give God something. They got that talent, they hold it. They don't want to give it up because it's their talent. You didn't give yourself that talent. You ain't give yourself nothing. You didn't give yourself that life. You didn't give yourself that job. You didn't give yourself that high. You didn't give yourself them legs. You didn't give yourself that brain. God gave that to you. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Nothing that exists exists without him. You ought to offer your time to the God of this universe. You ought to offer your talent to the God. I'm grateful, God, for what you gave me. I'll give you. 
Where's the money? Show me the money. <laughs> you people today in the church, all they want's a dollar. If you ever understood that God will give you more than a dollar, God will do more for you because he said he would do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you could ask or think according to a power that's working in you. When will we come to the point that we understand? God said, he make me look good. He make me look good. You make him look good. Do I make him look good? Does my attitude represent the God who saved my soul? Does my attitude, my gifting, he said your gift will make room for you. Have you presented your gift to God freely like he gave his gift to you freely? Oh, I tell you, I got a revelation from heaven this morning. We show up to church like God showed up to our life. We'd be in a mess. If we worked on convenience, if God worked on convenience like we work on convenience, we'd be in a mess. Listen to this scripture. Just listen to this. Are we grateful? When I put my tithes in the offering bucket, it's not out of a grudgingly or necessity. We don't give grudgingly nor necessity. I want you to think about this. God loves. Just like there's nothing like somebody who doesn't have gratitude for when you've reached out your hand in grace to them. There's nothing more satisfying than when somebody comes back and says, thank you. Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you know what I'm talking about when somebody comes back and says, listen, I want you to know something. Thank you for what you did. You made a difference in my life. And I want to... Every time we think about God giving us a job and finances and the food that we eat, I got news for you. In America, we ain't starving. I can look through this room, and I don't mean this harshly now. Y'all know I ain't starving. I ain't doing a, I ain't, hey, it ain't no problem for me to find some food. Look at him. And that belly ain't swollen because I'm starving. No, sir. No, sir. That belly is swollen because I'm feeding myself rather well. I eat that pizza and that chicken and that turkey and that steak and I eat them french fries. Woo! We throw away more food in America than most people have in the entire world. I don't eat three meals in the place of one for some folk. Oh, don't be looking at me like that. Y'all know that's the truth. Not everybody has a fast metabolism. Some of y'all eat like a horse and eat like a cow and y'all don't gain no weight. Something wrong with y'all. Us fat folks, we the normal folks. Something wrong with y'all. That's just not right. It's not right. That is one of the questions I'm going to ask God when I get there. I struggled my whole life. I can look at food and gain weight. And then there's these people, you just watch them, they got donuts in their mouth, they eat all kinds, got every kind of carb you can imagine, they eat candy every hour of the day, and they look like a bean pole. God, what's wrong with that? Something wrong with that. I got to pray over my food and ask God to kill the calories in it and pray and hope that he'll help me out. God, let the fat gram go down in Jesus' name. And there are people in this church that are praying to gain weight. My Lord! Come on. My 
something wrong with all that. There's just something wrong with all that. I got to work out, run on a treadmill, look like a little mouse. <laughs> they ain't even worked out a day in their life and they look like they just... That's question number one when I get to heaven. God, explain that to me. I got to know why I got to struggle with that food right there. Oh. Y'all know I'm right? You know I'm right? Gratitude, 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 thankfulness. When I give my tithe and I reach into that wallet, I realize that every week he provided for me and he supplied my every need. Somebody said, well, I didn't have my Nintendo and I didn't get to get my kid the Xbox. I don't have my new Porsche. He didn't say he'd give you your every want. He said he would supply your every need. And he has done it. I also found out that he would also supply my wants because he'd give me the desires of my heart. But I found out here, let me read this scripture to you. Listen to this. Just listen to this. We're going to close up. In Luke 17, verse 12, it reads this way. And as they entered a certain village, there met them men that were lepers, which stood afar off. They lifted up their voice and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, go show yourself to the priest. His method was to go show yourself to the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, as they obeyed and as they went, all ten of them went, they were cleansed. All ten of them. That the blessing of God came like it will come on every one of us. Because he's the one that comes to give life and that more abundantly. He didn't come to steal, kill, and destroy. He came to give life and that more abundantly. And so as they applied themselves to the word of God and walked in faith, and faith will do this, it'll make God look good. Faith will make God look good. If what you I found this, listen, just think about this. If faith is really faith, it'll always be something that'll make God look good. Faith will make God look good. Look at somebody and say, faith, faith. will make God look good. If what you're believing for won't make God look good, then it ain't faith. That's good preaching right there, isn't it? That's good preaching. Somebody picked that up. She got that. She got that in her spirit. If it's God, it's going to make God look good. When you believe God for it, it'll make God look good. He, it ain't so much about you looking good. You having a nicer car. You living in a nicer house. Because God wants to put you in a nicer house so he look good. God wants you to wear nicer clothes so he can look good. When you walk around so that people can see God on you. Oh, my goodness. That's why praise ought to be coming out of you because you realize God done some stuff for you. God took care of you. God helped you out. God hooked you up. And you got something to say about it. Let the redeemed of the Lord, who's been redeemed of the Lord, say so. They ought to be something coming, some gratefulness coming out your mouth. Thank you, God. Thank the Lord. As I tell you today, you don't know where you'd have been. You don't know when God spared you, when God picked you up. You don't know what accident may have taken your life, what 
turn might have ended your days? What corner was the corner God kept you from turning? What elevator was it that God kept you off of? What airplane did you not fly on? Man, if we only knew the times the angels of the Lord came in and camped round about our children and kept them and watched over them on the bus and when somebody was actually going to go in that school and shoot your child in the head. But God, but God, but God. His mercies are new every morning. Great is his Oh, I sing because I'm happy. Why am I happy? Because I know the Lord's been good to me. God's been good to me. You may be sitting there and say, I'm in the worst time of my life. You don't even know. It could be worse. You say, well, I don't think so. No, it could. It could be worse. It could be more devastating. It could be more terrible. It could be more awful. But it's not. And the best part about it is no matter how bad it is, he said he's your present help in time of trouble. That he would never leave you, nor would he ever forsake you. And right in the middle of the worst tragedy of your life, right in the middle of the biggest grief you've ever had, right in the middle of the largest loss you've ever experienced, God is there. God picks you up. God is holding your hand. God is keeping your mind. God is keeping you. God is protecting you. God is watching over you. God is sustaining you. I don't mean to yell, but I can't help it. I heard from heaven. That man's making me look good. That man's making me look good. He's making me look good. When he talks about me, he talks good about me. When he walks for me, he walks good for me. When other people see him, they see good. So they were all touched by it, as we are all. As all of us are, God touches us. He honors his word. He's not a man that he should lie. He touches all of us. He blesses all of us. He helps all of us. But there was a difference. One man did something. None of the other men did. One man of the ten. And isn't it interesting that it was only one? You could look at that and say, God just gets a tithe. Of the ten, one of them, one-tenth, a tithe, came back. Listen to what happened. And when he saw them, they were all, he said, go show yourself to the priest. And it came to pass as they went, they were cleansed. But one of them, when he saw that he was healed turned back and with a loud voice think about this with a loud voice with a loud voice with a loud voice with an expression with an energy with a zeal with an emotion with a loud voice turned back and glorified God he fell down on his face at his feet and gave him thanks, for he was a Samaritan. Don't take it lightly that he was a Samaritan. Because somebody who knew how to give knew how to receive. Whew. 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 
Somebody who was not in the crowd, who wasn't worthy, who wasn't accepted, who was on the outside, who was rejected. Realize what Jesus had done. Are you making God look good?